0: Play it, play it, play it, play it.
1: We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks.
0: And all of my pretty and all of my ugly too. I love to see you from my... No, I love to see see me me from from your point point of view. Yeah. I typically don't like Ariana Grande songs, but that one is a bop like that Mm -hmm. one hits me different that there's there's like a um emotional connection to that for some reason where i'm like oh
1: wow it's a good one yeah it is good it's one of my favorites off that album
0: well hey guys i love to see you nope hey guys i love to see me nope hey guys i'm brian (laughs) and i'm ariana grande (laughs) and you're listening to fruit Fruit Snacks. snacks Just talking to a couple friends of ours about the podcast. They're like, oh, how's that going? And they're like, honestly, I haven't listened that much. Um, It's been a bit, like, I kind of, like, faded off, and I was like, oh, that's, like, no big deal. I feel yeah. like people aren't driving that much, and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, honestly, you guys were getting a little bit too political, and I felt like we just, like, heard it too much. Hmm. And I was like, no we had the same discussion yeah so hopefully we're gonna get back into our natural groove of bullshit no we're not
1: we're gonna keep talking about politics and you can find a new fucking podcast. i'm just kidding we need you guys to follow us yeah seriously it's gonna
0: be like fruit snacks politics <laughs> for real oh that's cute pod politics politics yeah yeah what did you do this weekend Or this week, this weekend.
1: Um, This week, I actually had informational interviews with those people I reached out to last week. Okay. About a potential job in diversity and inclusion in the corporate world or consultancy world. And they both went really well. And I had a conversation with one of them from top agencies, you know, down. The girl that I spoke to was from my top agency. And she was like, let me help you like piece together or make sure your resume and cover letter are pieced together. Well, and then I'll forward it off to the people, the company. That's good. Yeah. So now I'm, it's just a waiting game of like, I sent her my stuff. Now yeah. I have to wait for her to send it back. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. I applied to the head coach position of the spirit program at Cal State Dominguez Hills. <laughs> spirit stick. Uh, which Home is, of the spirit stick. Which is ironic because in Bring It On... That's what they say. This is before I moved to California. Was it Dominguez Hills? Yes. I watched Bring It On when I lived in England, and I was obsessed with that movie. And then they were talking about, oh, we're going to college next year, and we can hook up with girls and guys and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, Cal State Dominguez Hills. How funny. I was like, oh, that must be a really good school. it's a bad I don't know anything school. about Dominguez Hills, but exactly, I don't. I think people call it Cal State Compton because I think it's actually technically in oh. Compton, but they changed the name to Cal State Dominguez Hills, so people aren't like, "Oh, I'm not going to Compton." Right. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I applied. I don't know why they're asking for someone to be the head of the spirit program with a master's degree because yeah, they said bachelor's degree required master's degree preferred and i'm like and what
1: that's so aggressive for i a cheerleader. agree
0: and and then it said like work experience equivalent so i'm like yeah bitch you ain't gonna find someone who has a master's degree in like spirit leading
1: i meant to ask you what's the difference between like a spirit leader and a cheerleader
0: so a cheerleader is what you would think cheer right but i'm assuming their spirit team is probably a mix between dance and cheer mm. so like whatever spirit stuff you do for the school you can like kind of go in it that way if that makes sense oh my god
1: that reminds me of those videos of um i don't I, they might be a spirit team because they they dance too but they're girls who like walk all slow and then they'll like all hold the legs and the coach is like yes,
0: uh, yes! Uh, those are majorettes yeah you're yeah. talking about that school in florida is it florida yeah it's florida uh, i think it comes from the program ydt and i only know that because i watched bring it which is on oh yeah what, what channel is that on? Lifetime? Oh,
1: uh, one of those channels.
0: And it's just TLC, about Majorette, like, like going back, the, yeah. the dance into Wolves. Yeah. And they win against that team. But oh, okay. those girls are fire. Yeah, they around. are. It's, it's I like, just
1: imagine that's what you like bring to that school. <laughs> because I said, Compton, you're fucked up. That's oh, racially
0: yeah. profiling.
1: No, I'm racially profiling because you're going to be the coach.
0: <laughs> Facts. I'm like, yes, go. I actually on. don't know what the demographics <laughs> of that school are. I think it's Hispanic mainly okay. Well, actually, I don't know. Sean goes there. Who? Sydney's boyfriend. Oh. Yeah.
1: Cal State Dominguez Hills?
0: Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. Cal State Dominguez, Dominguez Hills.
1: Hills. That actually also reminded me when you were talking about hooking up with girls or guys in college. Did you... Were you so excited for college thinking that you could hook up with guys?
0: Um, I don't think that ever really crossed my mind. Oh,
1: I was so excited. Really? Yeah, because in high school, I felt like I had to hook up with girls. Mm. And that's not a diss any of the girls that I did hook up with, but... The idea of freedom in college, of the freedom in college to hook up with guys was, like, so enticing.
0: To well, me. as we said last week, you know me and, like, relationships. I'm all fucked up in the head, so that's, like, the last thing on my mind about mm. hooking up. I was more worried about getting along with the people at the cheer program and shit like that. Dumb stuff. That oh, I'd yeah. Really I wasn't really a done. part of anything like yeah. that. But I did hook up with guys in the dorm room a lot. I know. The chow hall was where it was at. The what? Chow hall. The dining chow hall?
1: hall? Dining hall? That sounds so gross. Chow hall? Chow hall. You've never heard it referred to that? No. I
0: think that's a military thing, chow hall. Probably. Yeah.
1: It literally sounds like you're being plated dog food
0: to me. Yeah. Well, that's why they say it because it's like dog food. Yeah.
1: yeah. I ate in the dorms a couple of times because my friend would be like, oh, I have, you know, a swipe, whatever uh, yeah. it was. Yeah. And it was okay. I mean, it was breakfast. So it was all like French toast and bacon yeah. and like basic cafeteria food.
0: I loved eating in the dining hall. It was annoying though because every month they would have a particular schedule, if that uh, makes sense. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, this night is whatever oh, right, right, right. kind of food.
1: Like pasta. Yeah, or whatever. Pizza, and
0: yeah. you eat it so often that every time the group that I would go with, we would try to make shit up. Mm. <laughs> like like there was like what was our regular. Yes, out? there was yeah. like salmon, but then there was also like a Ew. breakfast bar with like um oatmeal and sugar and fresh fruit and stuff. Salmon for breakfast? No, so salmon. Oh. Okay. was what was being served but there was also like a breakfast bar that you can get breakfast 24 7 oh i see and what she would do is get the salmon oh my God. pack brown sugar on top Ew. of it oh okay. and like glaze it with honey and then some lemon and stuff <laughs> and then she would put it in the microwave to glaze it
1: Ew.
0: <laughs> that shit was fire okay. but we would get really creative with shit like that yeah. yeah it's so fucking stupid i was
1: thinking the other day when i was cooking dinner about oh you know what i was thinking about a uh-huh and i was like what is she eating because she hasn't cooked once here yeah and then I was thinking, well, what did I eat when I was 18? And I was like, never mind. I wasn't cooking shit either. You weren't. I literally... Well, I was, but I was wrapping oven-baked nuggets, chicken nuggets, <laughs> in a tortilla and melting Kraft single cheese on that, yeah. calling it a wrap. Yep. Chicken <laughs> so, wrap. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the universe. Mm. Okay. So... I'm going to be a little bit vague because I don't want to put people's business out there. You know me always tripping up, putting people's business out, and then I have to bleep. If I say their name, I got to bleep it. But there was this guy that I was interested in for the longest time, and I wrote my name on a receipt and -hmm. gave it to him, and then he never reached out. I think
1: I was with you for that.
0: You might have. You know who this person is. We can talk about it more in Uh, depth.
1: I know that. That I know who you're talking about. I cannot picture him for the life of me. Okay, But when you just said I left my name on a receipt, I remember being like, just leave your name on the receipt. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short. So you're welcome.
0: Long story short, he's been going through his own journey of like finding out who he is and stuff like that. Well, I just got wind that he is more progressed on this journey. Mm. And... My friend who knows him mutually was talking about him. And he was saying stuff like, oh, I thought X, Y, and Z about Brian. And he was referring to my Instagram of recent shit. So I was like, oh, he's been recently on my Instagram. So I was like, I wonder if he's interested. So I told my friend like, hey, if you want, like just tell him. I'm still open. No pressure. Even if you want to talk about how you are on your progression of your own identity and stuff like that. And if you don't want a relationship, I'm fine with that. I don't mind being a support, whatever. But... If we did end up being together, the psychic reading that I had, full motherfucking circle. Because a person said, you might know this person, or it could be a friend of a friend that you're going to get reconnected towards the end of the year, Mm. and this person is probably going to be white with brown hair and of younger energy. Check, 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 check. All of that. I'm not, again, not holding my breath. I'm living my life as is. But it's just ironic that if that does happen, I'm like, oh my god. But then secondly... Uh, I was flying with the flight attendant mm-hmm. and I've always kind of like, whatever, you know, I find him attractive. We have good banter. I don't know if it could go anywhere, but then the conversation we had last week, like, I need to make shit happen. Mm -hmm. I was like, let me take you out. And he's like, okay. And I was like, no, don't say okay. If you don't mean it. Yeah, I was like, if you don't mean it, don't say okay. Like, for real, I want to take you out because this is a very LA thing. He's like, no, seriously, okay. I was like, okay, give me your schedule. And he's like, what? And I was like, give me your motherfucking schedule, bitch. Uh, The other flight attendant came back and she was like, what are you guys talking about? I was like, I'm trying to take this guy out, but he's being hard to get. Like, wouldn't we make a cute couple? And she's like, oh my God, yeah. So I was like, making him feel uncomfortable. But that's kind of like our rapport. Yeah. And so that's I. That's your rapport with everybody. Pretty much. Yeah. And so I put myself in that situation. But then, lastly, Good. this is, I guess, thirdly, um, <laughs> according to your calculations, <laughs> um, I downloaded Hinge. Mm-hmm. And I guess I had Hinge like two, three years ago when I went back on it. I had 150 requests.
1: Oh my God. 150 Popular. plus requests.
0: Of people who liked my profile. Hinge
1: is a pretty solid dating app,
0: right? Yeah. I Not think just hookup. Yeah, I think it's more because you can't just like swipe right. You obviously post certain pictures and then you answer certain questions. Like mm-hmm. if you would go out with me, you should know blah, 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 okay. blah. So when you are interested in someone, you select what part of their profile you were interested in. Hmm. Yeah. So it's cool. it's a little bit more personal and it's like a talking point pretty okay. much. But yeah, I went through out of the 150 matches I probably matched with six people. All right. <laughs> and then one guy was like, hey, I'm not on this that much. Can can we get um, your phone number? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Mm. So I give him my phone number. The first motherfucking thing he texts me is it's a dick pic. Not a dick pic, but he's like, oh, do you have any other photos? Winky face. And Uh I was like, oh, you mean like sexually or like other photos? Because I have like seven photos on the profile. And I was like, I can give you my Instagram. He's like, well, no, like other photos. And I was like, hey, just let you know, I don't think this is going to work. And he's like, wait, why? And I was like, because to me, like, I'm not judging you, but we have different ways of trying to get to know someone i'd rather get to know you i'm not saying that i would never send you pictures but i also don't know you like that yeah and to me that's just a little off-putting i'm not telling you that you need to change but for me it just is not going to work with the way i like to communicate with someone who i might be interested in yeah and again like obviously i'm attracted to you because i match but i don't feel the need to like get sexual yet and i'm like if that is your mo again that's fine but maybe look for that, for someone else. And then again, I was like evaluating myself, being like, well, maybe this could be a sexual thing. But I'm mm. like, no, I already don't feel safe in this situation because I'm like, I'm one of how many times that he's done this. It could just be a sexual thing. But girl, I'm you're like, you're fine. I, you're on prep. That's how I feel, girl. <laughs> I'm like, I could be fine because I'm on prep. But then I'm also like, I'm not mentally there with you yeah. to even sexually get there with you does that make sense like i have mm-hmm. to kind of get mentally stimulated to be like oh i feel connected to you then to get yeah sexual but i'm not gonna just like be like oh i don't know you let's just fuck anyways we've talked about this enough but <laughs> clearly i'm like one thing and then i go into a <laughs> uh a plethora of extra shit but was there something else you wanted to bring up
1: um <laughs> no i actually kind of had like a Not a rough day. I allowed myself a few hours to, like, be in my feelings and then be like, figure your shit out. But I went to the gym on Tuesday and it was closed. Mm -hmm. And they're now all officially closed in this entire
0: area. Basically the entire state. Because California is going back down on...
1: Yeah, almost every state in the U.S. is. And I had to think to myself, okay, you don't know how long this is going to be again. And I felt like the first time that everything closed, I felt like I had an active routine down That I liked but it wasn't producing what I wanted my body to produce in terms of physicality and now I felt like I started finally seeing changes that I wanted in my body and now the gyms are closed. Yeah, so I'm just gonna find an outdoor gym and potentially pay more than I was when they were open to just go for the next however many months because that's my next best option.
0: I feel like with you, it's you always plan your day out so regimented that yep. I feel like because you don't necessarily have a control on a lot of things, not only you, but everyone, yep. right? Like you can't choose when to go to the gym because it's closed. We're kind of like trying mm. to make do with everything. You mentally freak out because you're like, I need control again. So then you start putting all these restrictions on yourself.
1: Well, like, no, but working out is important to me right now because no, it's I the agree. only thing I can do. But I mean
0: like with food and how you divide your schedule and things, it's not, mm. there's not that ease. That i know you normally have when you're like a little bit more mentally happy not to say that you're not happy but
1: no i mean i have that control like or i had those control issues even when i was a flight attendant and i had a quote-unquote normal working schedule yeah. but i didn't like when it would like wake me up at 2 a.m and then the next day at 11 a.m right. like yeah I don't like maybe that. not
0: control but a routine mm-hmm. i think yeah i like the routine. you do yeah so let's routinely get jump into the next section right <laughs> Okay, so for this Fresh Fruit segment, Edward, Mm -hmm. Shane's ex, brought us a video that we felt was important to discuss about. It's with Candace Owens, and she mentioned something about Harry Styles that I'll explain later, but Shane, do you just want to talk about the history of who Candace Owens is real quick?
1: Yeah, so Candace Owens is our age. She was born in 1989 in Stanford, Stanford, Connecticut. Get there faster. Shut up. She was (laughs) a target of racist voicemails when she was in high school. Faster. (laughs) Which uh, attracted widespread attention because one of the students leaving these racist voicemails was the son of... Stanford's then mayor. Okay. Um, she ended up settling with the school district in a lawsuit for $37,500. Uh, thanks largely in part to the NAACP, which Candace now believes is one of the worst groups for black people. She dropped out of college and became CEO of degree 180, which is a blog that tried taking down then Republican candidate, Donald J. Trump. And since Trump's election has become a prominent conservative voice and supporter Of Trump uh, and is more recently known for starting Blexit, a play on Brexit, which is a movement dedicated to getting black people to leave the Democratic Party.
0: That is straight up 180 degree turnaround For, for sure. Yeah, for real. So what we're talking about today is not necessarily this person, Candace Owen, but more so what she put out on social media. Because I guess she made a tweet about Harry Styles. Harry Styles appeared on Vogue in a dress, and she wanted to talk about what masculinity is currently and why the left or Hollywood is trying to destroy masculine men and masculinity. Yeah. So before we get into our discussion, we just wanted to play parts of this nine-minute video, I think. Mm -hmm. We're not going to play the whole video, but we're just going to... Um, blurping the stuff that we deem important to talk about or the things that we want to talk about. So let's do that now. Great.
2: All right, guys, bring back manly men. Who would have thought that that would have caused an absolute firestorm? Something as basic um, as saying that men are good for our society causes a firestorm. Of course, on the left because the left hates anything normal. Basically if there is anything that looks remotely normal, the left sees it and they want to tear it down. They just cannot stand the idea that things are functioning and things are working and things are normal. Case in point, um, a man wearing a dress. Now, first off, let me just clarify something. When I originally tweeted about this, this was not an attack on Harry Styles. He happened to be the man in the dress, but really, it was more of an attack on Vogue and the culture in general that is trying to shove this down our throats. Right? This turning women into men and turning men into women has been the, the move on the left as of late, right? Women should want to go to work. You don't need a man. Shave your head, diet pink, make yourself ugly, right? Because that's feminism and that's power and that sticks it to the patriarchy. Men, put on a ball gown, right? And, and strut on Vogue because somehow that shows that you're not normal and that's really empowering and forward. And quite frankly, I do not find men in dresses to be attractive. Women do not find men in dresses to be attractive. Do not believe women that are sitting here telling you, oh, I would love for my man to wear a gown on our wedding day. It's just not true. That's just woke, leftist feminists and typically people that follow Hollywood trends. If I see a man in a dress, I think he's a crackhead. Period, right? If you see that stuff... If you live in the projects, if you live in, on the streets and you see somebody wearing a man wearing a dress, you assume that they have mental issues and me and I want to be very clear. This is my opinion. I would never allow my kids near a man that's wearing a dress. That's my personal opinion. You can call that however, however you want to call that. I, I don't need to be woke to pretend that this sort of stuff is normal. It's not normal. It's completely not normal. Uh, you know, for, for to, to feminize men and to keep pretending that this is progressive. It's not progressive. I said what I meant. There is no society that can survive without strong men. People are sitting here critiquing that statement Show me the society that survived without strong men. You have a whole lot of human history for you to look at, right? Men, the role of men is to defend, it's the role to protect. So all of you men who are sending pictures of you in a dress and saying, I'm still a man or I'm still a manly man, I am not calling on you when there's a world war. I am not calling on you when I'm in an emergency, okay? You can wear your dresses. Uh, nobody has sat here and said, if you're a man in a dress, something bad should happen to you. I don't believe that. I believe people should live and do as they want. But I think it is wrong for our society to keep perverting things, to keep putting in the forefront forms of perversion, okay? This is disgusting. This is everything the left and the Hollywood touches is a perversion. You cannot tell me, when is the last time you've seen Hollywood be like, let me promote this guy who goes to church on Sunday. That's a masculine man, by the way. Let men be masculine. I like men that protect women, okay? Does that mean you beat women? You're sitting here glorifying people like Cardi B who are telling you to, to put your vaginas on the floor. And again, this isn't an attack on Harry Styles. He just happened to be the man in the dress on the cover of Vogue. I like his music. Seems like a nice enough kid. I am talking about the fact that celebrities promote this stuff that in the end is toxic and harmful to establishments in this society, the biggest one being family. Everything the left does and touches everything that these holly weirdos promote is about destroying basic values that work a nuclear family a yin and a yang in the household having a feminine and and a masculine figure who raise solid kids with good values for all of you guys that are running around saying oh she's doing this for attention I wasn't the person that put on a a dress and went on the cover of Vogue. Um, That would be for attention, because at the core of these people who you think are subversive and progressive and forward is a desperate need for attention and they can never do enough to get that attention. This isn't about them being fulfilled or being happy or being comfortable in their own skin. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Like, we can talk about family values, we can talk about men being men and women being women, and I'm so tired of society's attack on masculinity. Masculinity is sexy. Swing an axe, take care of your family, fish, hunt, shoot, do whatever it is that you do, you know, let the guys hang out with the guys. That stuff is not toxic. That stuff is... has been in this society society for a very long time, you know, Uh, since the beginning of humanity. We've had men protecting and defending. We've had women nurturing. And um, Hollywood, you guys are a bunch of clowns. Nobody cares. Genuinely, nobody cares what you think. Thanks, guys, for enjoying my uh, little chat here on Instagram.
0: So now after hearing all of that, what we're going to try not to do is talk about Candace because it's not important for us to talk about this woman but i think what's important is that what she speaks and puts out there is a reflection on a lot of what other people feel as well yeah and we just want to talk about gender norms and societal differences and masculinity and all of that do you want to start the conversation or do you want me you jump in first okay well first i wanted to just start off by saying what is this idea of a manly man and why she's so she, not she but i guess society seems so upset for Harry Styles to be just wearing a piece of fabric. Yeah. Literally a piece of fabric. So I'm just going to kind of dissect it in order. But first she goes off and says the left hates everything remotely normal. And it's this pitting against the left and the right. Because clearly you said that she's a very conservative Mm -hmm. speaker and talking point now. And beside the left and the right, she mentions that why can't things just be normal? But I think that the message that's being pushed is not necessarily what's normal. as like, why can't we just be who we want to be without... Judgment, right? Like, Harry Styles wearing a dress really does not change anything in the the political geist of being right or wrong, other than what we deem is right or wrong. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? And what's annoying is that you're making this argument of being manly or being feminine or being skinny or so forth, when it's like you can be all those things or not all those things, but again, it's all okay. It doesn't matter. And just because Harry Styles feels in this situation that he wants to express himself or Vogue wants to express Harry Styles in this form, why is that so pressing to you? Like, why does that make you feel so volatile towards the whole cover or whatever the case is?
1: Yeah. Well, I think the bigger argument is we're trying to normalize a new normal. Right. Like, we're just trying to take those uh, sort of archaic mentalities of how she sees masculinity and femininity and making them applicable to all expressions of both right or anything in between and that's sort of where the inherent difference between us lies is we both want to normalize situations we just want to normalize very different situations
0: but not only that us saying we want to wear a dress or men should be able to wear a dress isn't saying men shouldn't be able to As she quotes, swing an axe, go fishing, go hunting. Both of those can exist. We're not dogging you for doing that. I think I say we because I'm more on the side of like, yeah, let me fucking wear a dress, bitch. But not, well, yeah, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to call her a bitch, but I'm going to call her a bitch. Bitch, I want to wear a dress, right? That's why I say we. But both can coexist without one tearing down the other, one feeling threatened. Because me wearing a dress doesn't make you less fit to swing an axe doesn't make you less Mm -hmm. good at fishing doesn't make you any worse at hunting
1: how hot to do all those in a fucking dress
0: bitch go off just
1: not a camo dress i can't get behind anything camo
0: (laughs) but also i think that's why we're gay because if we saw a fucking fierce ass bitch (laughs) a woman in a dress fucking doing all that shit we'd be like yes bitch
1: (laughs) well i do want to point out this was sort of a piece in vogue's history because harry styles is the first Male to be represented on the cover by himself. Mm. I think Kanye has also been on the cover, and I'm not sure how many other men were, but they've always been accompanied accompanied by women. So Kanye was with Kim on the cover. Right. This is the first time that a man is on his own on the cover of Vogue, the most well known fashion magazine in the world, and he is wearing a dress, a couture. I think a couture dress, but regardless like you said it's a piece of fabric at the end of the day so whether he was on it in a tuxedo or a dress what does it matter
0: but not only that like vogue is quote-unquote a feminine magazine yeah i can understand if he's on like hunters are us (laughs) fishing.com magazine and wearing a dress doing all that i can see why there's like oh my god because those men aren't you know trying to see that but like With fashion and stuff, the gender norms Uh kind of are very fluid or more fluid. And this seems like normal. And to me, I'm like, that is what Vogue is, is art, right? Mm -hmm. Vogue itself, fashion, all of the context behind it is art. And what people do for art is to either comment on what current society is or to make conversation based off of that. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, him in a dress is polarizing because it is very what it should be doing is creating that conversation. And yep. I feel like that kind of goes over her head <laughs> for sure. But she also says, "Well,
1: it- no, uh, here's the thing. People like Candace Owens, in my opinion, and I know that this
0: is starting to talk about her. So I'll be very brief. Let's not say Candace Owens as much as the idea of what she's trying to perpetuate. Sure.
1: Well, I only say her name specifically because I compare her to the likes of somebody like Tommy Lauren, who we've, we've also talked about on here. Who's a white conservative female. They represent this idea that like, there are conservative women who are very intelligent, I think both of these women and people like them are are very intelligent people, but they take these ideas that are not lost on them. They just like to heighten the intensity of what these things can mm-hmm. can represent because it brings them the attention they need to make careers for themselves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they're being smart in that they're they're creating traction that gives them a voice in the in the conversation. But I just wanted to point out, I don't think that this idea is lost on her or that she's like not smart enough to see it or it went over her head. I just think she knows how to play her cards, right?
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that's a very, very, very valid point to bring up. But this is another point where I'm like, it's kind of over her head because Mm. she she mentioned saying turning women into men and men into women as if that's the agenda for current progressive mindsets or woke people. But- If you look back in history, men have been wearing dresses or that of what would represent as a dress today for time and time and time again. Mm -hmm. And let me just mention a couple things here. And both in the East and the West, people have worn dresses, right? So culturally speaking, Romans and Greeks, they were depicted in statues and paintings wearing togas, which we know when you have like a Roman party, everyone's always dressed in a motherfucking sheet to their floor, you know, to the floor. Um, Scottish Highlanders wearing kilts, which are still worn today, Mm -hmm. Uh, Chinese and Japanese uh, emperors wearing robes, Native Americans and other tribal groups wear loincloths, which could be considered a really short skirt, Mm -hmm. or the Malay people wearing sarongs. And then also uh, Polynesian people wearing something similar. Uh-huh. And then Egyptians depicted in hieroglyphics wearing skirts. Yeah, And just going back, the evolutionary biologist Peter Turchin theorized that men stopped wearing dresses or of that kind because those garments weren't conducive to horseback riding. Mm-hmm. And when civilizations started using horseback to take over in war, they reflected garments that needed you know functionality wise like so pants and things that were not as difficult to ride horses on which i think just progressed on into like what a manly man looks like because men fight in wars majority of the time what are your thoughts on that
1: well (laughs) i hate that they stopped wearing them because of war because one of my biggest issues with one of her arguments is that she says i would never call on a man in a dress to fight in a war and that it drives me nuts because I think of all of the women in the armed services who
0: Let's pause. They don't wear dresses to war if no, I the know, women but... are fighting, but I don't Well, neither
1: are these men. But She's yes. saying anybody any man who would just wear a dress in general wouldn't she wouldn't call on for a war. And I'm like, what are you saying about all of the women who fight alongside those men? Are you saying that they're not strong enough to fight in the war? If you are saying women are strong enough to fight in a military, you should believe that men who maybe express themselves in in a feminine manner should be just as strong to fight. I don't, it, it drives me nuts. To me,
0: the argument of war and a dress and like you wouldn't want a man to wear a dress into war isn't necessarily about masculinity as much as it about function you know like even if a woman were to fight hand-to-hand combat she would not be wearing a dress right she she wouldn't be having like all this makeup on with her hair down and long flowy dress Mm -hmm. she'd probably be slicking that shit back oiling her face you know what i mean Vaseline. yeah wearing a skin-tight suit so she could like (laughs) like there's nothing you can grab let me fuck your shit up so it's like more function Mm -hmm. but i need to correct that or like look into it we'll put in the fruit facts but i don't know if women are fighting in the military for hand-to-hand combat I think they fight in the military, but it's more like as support towards things like that. Does that make sense? Not necessarily Mm. like on the front line going in fighting hand-to-hand combat. I could Mm. be completely off base with that. But I want to say that there was like a big political thing that women couldn't be part of the draft or the military because they couldn't fight as well. And I think that was like the caveat. But we'll look into that. But jumping back into what we were talking about, what length of a shirt does it turn into a dress?
1: Oh sure. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, I think the idea being that nothing's underneath it, like p- pants. I think that if you wore, say, a dress over, pant. Oh, well, no.
0: No, because think of it in the sense of if I had wore a dress or a a shirt and it went past my waist and it's a little bit longer, people are like, oh, that's a long shirt. Yeah. But then if it passed my thighs and my knees, they would be like, oh, look at that skirt. If it passed my knees to my like ankles, they'd be like, oh, that for sure is a dress. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it's just a fabric. And we as society are deeming when the cutoff is for it to be worn on a man and Mm. when the cutoff is to be worn on a woman or lack thereof of a cutoff. Which is
1: crazy because I just saw an advertisement for a super long line T-shirt. And it was, I think it was like down to the knees. And I was like, in my head, I thought that looked ridiculous. But because it was labeled as a long line T, I didn't even think of it as a dress. But it's a dress. Right. Because if a woman
0: wore that. For sure. And whether you have pants or not underneath. If the shirt passes the the length mm. of your pants or your shorts or whatever, you're going to look like you're wearing a dress. But yeah. then you could say, no, that's a t-shirt. Yeah. Well, it's like all technicalities are based off of what societally we deem as a skirt, a shirt, a dress. Yeah, so I
1: still have a pair of Daisy Dukes that I don't fit into anymore, but they were so short that <laughs> when I would wear my longer t-shirts, like the one I have on, you couldn't see
0: the shorts. Yeah. So I was kind of wearing dresses. You're wearing a little poon poon dress. Yeah, so Candace <laughs> Owens is talking about me. You are making conversation happen. Yeah. In the video, she also mentions this idea of like femininity and feminism. And she keeps saying that this message is pushed that women should want to go to work and... They shouldn't need a man and they should want to dye their hair and shave their head and make themselves look ugly. And to me, it's like such a negative way of putting that because I think there is strength and power in a woman not wanting a man or wanting to go to work or shaving her head or not shaving her head or dyeing it whatever colors. Because I don't think that because a woman shaves her head and long hair is the idea of feminine qualities mm-hmm. that all of a sudden you're ugly. Because what happens if someone has alopecia or mm-hmm. cancer and their head is shaved? Like, are all of a sudden, are they ugly? Do you right. know what I'm saying? So, like, no, there's strength in all of that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it's just hair. It literally yeah. is just hair. But then all these qualities that we tie on to what the hair represents is what's annoying. And that's where I'm like, this is all such ass backwards.
1: Well, but see, that's that's where I take issue with a lot of this is I feel like, even people like Candace Owens, who are making this argument that men shouldn't be wearing dresses, would side with you and be and think, no, women who go bald because of cancer or alopecia are still just as strong and beautiful. Yeah. But to me, then you're counteracting your entire argument. Completely. Because you're seeing what we're seeing. You're seeing that women can be bald just like men can be bald and that they can still be beautiful yeah. despite the reason for their baldness. So, I don't understand how you can't find a way for, like, a man to look beautiful in a dress.
0: Makes no sense. Yeah. Think of, even though this is fictional, fucking Black Panther, that whole army bitch. Mm. Girl! I would love to be part of the Dormalagier.
1: Hello? I'll be a launderer for them. Like, drop the skirt, leave <laughs> it to me, I'll wash
0: it. you in the back, trying it on, <laughs> with the spear.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then she also goes on saying that I do not find men attractive that wear dresses. But again, to whose standard? Right. I think that's an argument, not her necessarily, but that's an argument people say. It's like, it's not attractive for men to wear dresses, but I find it attractive. Granted, I'm a gay-ass man. But those blanket statements, just because it might not exist in your reality for that to be deemed as attractive. But like, if a man is in a kilt, that turns me on. Same.
1: Well... <sighs> She also talks about how the left keeps trying to shove turning women into men and men into women. But in her bringing up all these opinions, I feel like there's also an argument being shoved back down the other side's throats of, like, mention wear dresses. Uh So it's like, why can't these things just exist in solitude? Where her opinion can exist, just like Harry Styles and Vogue's opinion can exist, just like our opinion can exist. All of which don't have to coincide with one another but can fluidly ebb and flow between just differences of, right. of lifestyles. Right.
0: Because like if she doesn't think men in dresses are attractive then don't date a man that wears Or a don't dress. buy
1: that Vogue issue. Like just Thank you. Just move on. Move on. Yeah.
0: But then find a man that swings an axe, hunts, and fish and then you're happy. Uh-huh. But you also don't have to like demonize or pervert these people that she mentions in a way that like is not acceptable when it could be okay. Yeah. Just like Calm down. Mm -hmm. And then she also goes on and says that if a man is in a dress, he is mentally unstable. Or a crackhead. Or a crackhead. And I think sometimes crackheads do wear dresses. (laughs) But also, people who aren't crackheads could wear a dress as well. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) There's just so many things wrong with that. Because she was saying, like, in the projects, you'll see a lot of this. And I'm thinking in no city that I've ever driven through in any area of the city have I just seen men in dresses men in dresses and thought oh he's a crackhead or like oh it's because I'm driving through the projects like what the fuck kind of association is that? the crackhead
0: part is because he looks disheveled he's probably pushing a shopping cart I'm like oh he for sure was a crackhead (laughs) and if you want to use that argument more crackheads wear fucking pants yeah (laughs) So, uh, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's uh-huh. like, if you saw one crackhead in a dress, you're like, oh, he's mentally unstable. Well, plenty of mentally unstable people wear pants, but yeah. you're not deeming that as inappropriate. Well, I
1: mean, here's the other thing. Like, I've lived in New York for four years, and I can't tell you one time that I saw a man in a dress, and I've seen lots of crackheads in New York. Yeah. So that that statement and statements like that are just so un un-based. there's no basis to yeah. them there's no like proof or logic or reason it's to all feeling
0: no fact yeah, yeah. <laughs> she also says that i believe people should live and do as they want but that message is so contradictory and it kind of goes into that idea yeah. of that i think people are well intended but the stuff they preach does not necessarily coincide with what they're trying to preach but there's a lack of awareness or reflection to realize that and that's where i'm like societally get it together yeah girl What?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Can I bring up two points that I want to make really quickly? So uh, this is where I start to really take issue with this entire argument. On top of saying that people should be able to live how they want without, you know, whatever. She goes on to say that she A, wouldn't let children around men in dresses. And B, isn't calling for harm against men in dresses, but then goes on to also call them perverts. Which to me encourages violent behavior against people Mm -hmm. as a gay man those daisy duke shorts that i was talking about i've worn on the subway in new york plenty of times and there was a night that i was being harassed by a drunk guy on the subway and it's because of ideologies like this that i can't wear short shorts Mm -hmm. that people felt strongly enough to spew their logic reasoning and biases towards me Mm -hmm. for the fabric that i was or was not wearing appropriate to what they wanted to right. see
0: in because like short shorts is not necessarily should a man wear is it right or wrong it's just is or isn't you want right. to wear short shorts cool if you don't want to wear short shorts cool yeah here's the thing with all of this is that i think what happens is that when other men feminize themselves and then all of a sudden men who are straight see that and they don't know how to compute the difference between a woman and a man sexually. They get a little bit frustrated, and I don't think that this is a thought that they actually have, like process. But I think that's where the whole irritation is because, think about when someone who is trans passing as a woman mm-hmm. is flirting with the guy, and the guy's so into it, but then. She's like, oh, I'm trans. I still have a penis, or whatever the conversation is. He freaks out and gets upset because now that threatens his masculinity. When before that, all those signifiers were like, oh, I'm into this because I like long hair. I like feminine features. I like big breasts, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yet, this person that even though might have a penis, is a woman he gets triggered by that because now it makes him feel like he's less of a man. And so I think that's really what it is is that you wearing those shorts makes this person that's harassing you on the street, less of a man. And the only way to express that for a man is through aggression. Mm-hmm. Because even when men are happy, you think about on the football field for scoring a touchdown, yeah. it's like they're aggressive with each other because yeah. aggression and anger, are like the only two acceptable ways to be mm-hmm. a man. And so that's where I'm like, this is kind of problematic in that sense because It isn't right or wrong, whether you wear a dress or short shorts or a long shirt. Rather, it is or isn't. And if you do want to wear it, cool. If you don't, cool. But who's to say what is right or wrong? And when when you start putting signifiers like pervert Mm -hmm. or, you know, you deem that kind of characteristic as good or bad, then there's a scale as to where you can judge someone. But it's like that's the problem is we don't want to be judged for just being ourselves. And if for you, you feel like yourself in your mind's eye as someone who has... Short shorts, that should be acceptable just like someone who might be going through cancer gets upset that they have to shave their head mm-hmm. because their breast cancer causes them to lose their hair because of chemo and now they don't see themselves as feminine. Yeah. They want to wear a wig, right? Because in their mind's eye, they see themselves as feminine. Mm-hmm. So I want to wear a wig and it's not right or wrong. It's just this or that. And because that coincides and lines up with how society deems is appropriate for that woman to exist, yeah. it's okay for her to wear a wig. But if a man wanted to wear a wig mm-hmm. and be, I see myself with long hair or a toupee or whatever the case, we get deemed as crazy or, yeah. in her words, mentally unstable.
1: Well, and my reason for bringing up those two points in particular was... When I watch this video of Candace Owens, I'm not scared of Candace Owens. She enrages me, but I'm not scared of her. What I'm scared of is the people she's a mouthpiece for. Like that guy on the train where I had to think, should I hop off at the next stop? Like, is this going to arise into something bigger than it needs to be? Simply because I'm wearing shorts that are too short for his stance. Like, I'm scared of those people that I don't know that can act completely irrationally in a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. And puts my safety in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that I'm scared of. And those are the people that are hearing this sort of rhetoric and thinking, see, I'm justified in feeling the way that Mm -hmm. I do around a gay man or a trans person or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I really take issue with all of these arguments is you cannot say that you're not allowing somebody to live their authentic lives when, like you said, you're tying this hateful... Mindset and rhetoric mm-hmm. to those identifications, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Because on the opposite end, I don't like camo, like you made fun of earlier. Yeah. I don't like hunting. Mm-hmm. I don't like swinging an axe. I don't necessarily like a lot of manly, manly things, which I don't associate with. But if you like those things, I don't think them think of sure. them as wrong or bad. I'm just like, oh yeah, he's that typical guy. Yeah, and I don't understand why, the, like the opposite can't exist as well. But you want to know
1: something? When you describe that guy. In that fashion. Like when I think of that appearance. The way that we see Harry Styles in a dress. I'm like. I would so gravitate towards him in a room. Mm -hmm. I would so gravitate as far away as possible. From the guy you just described. Because I would be scared of him. Mm. Because of rhetoric that's. Come from. People that look like that. Mm -hmm. Where I think you could be violent. Mm -hmm. And that's. That makes me nervous. Yeah.
0: And that's not rhetoric that people have instilled in you i think that's lived experience for sure because i think both of our experiences of people like that tend to be a little bit more aggressive because i think our feminine qualities threaten their masculine abilities in their life well
1: because they're putting on the drag persona of that much manly manly man and i think i need to be as far away from that as possible because i have been taught Like you said, out of personal experience, that this is the kind of situation where there's no given opportunity of coming together and seeing eye to eye. It's just, you're a feminine guy that I cannot associate with, and I'm going to beat the shit out of you to prove it. Right.
0: And when you said that, I want it to be clear that I don't think we both live our lives like running away from people like that. No. And like, uh, you know, like if we were yeah. in Target shopping around and we saw someone like that, we'd be like, oh, my God, we have to go. We have yeah. to get out of here. But with i I'm that just set, showing the cyclical reasoning. I agree. Reasoning. It's just a thought that we do have. And I think in, mo- in most senses, we assume that they're going to cast judgment because of previous— Situations they have cast a mm-hmm. judgment on us, you know? Yeah. Like I was walking down Second Street, I think I might have mentioned this with Desmond, mm-hmm. and me and him were like just joking around, being stupid in Long Beach, and two yeah. guys yelled across the street faggot to us <laughs> because we were being more feminine. And Desmond was like, oh, I'll show you, faggot. I'll suck your motherfucking dick, bitch. And they were, like, so put off because Uh we didn't, like, back down. He was like, what the fuck? Like, and now we're like, oh, no, you wanted the attention. Let's give it, daddy. Like, come here. Let me eat that ass. (laughs) But it was funny because they felt so threatened. But, again, like, from our personal experience, we kind of experienced things like that. I don't feel like I'm as scared with that. Mm -hmm. But, again, I think me having the opposite reaction to it is more so like, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, And I also don't think we have much in common. That could be completely false. I could be completely open to a conversation, but I'm not going to be the one to start that. Yeah, Because from my experience, you don't want to have a conversation with Mm. me, you know? And so, you know, someone can argue like, well, you're doing the same thing, like pushing them out for just being who they are. But it, I'm
1: not talking down on them in a way that well, already puts down the... No, no, What I'm saying is I might say, oh, I'm not attracted to that physically. But I don't say it in the Candace Owens way of thinking, you're trying to shove this down my... Th-. Like, I just think right. you're dressing the way you want to dress. Right, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That's very valid. I'm glad yeah, yeah, you cleared yeah. that up. I'm I not think- trying to oppress them based on that. Yes. I'm I- just saying... I'm keeping my distance because I don't know how to interact yeah. with you. Because I
0: feel like there's a there's a little undertone of being like, ugh, I don't like that. For sure. But I will say, whether we like it or not, it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just not our...
1: But I'm not going to try and kick their ass for dressing Exactly. Like that's that. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not
0: necessarily our forte. Yeah. But we're not like, you can't hunt, bitch. You shouldn't be swinging mm-hmm. an axe. Put on a motherfucking dress.
1: And I'm not trying to challenge their deemed masculinity. Right. Or identity. Right. I'm just saying great. Well, they're just like that. So I'm going to stand over here just like this
0: <laughs> I'm at the girl's table. table. <laughs> yeah. With my little boom boom shorts.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Such a mess. The last thing that I feel like we should bring up, and this is probably the biggest point is that she mentions this idea of a nuclear family and this yin and yang of masculine and feminine energy. And she doesn't go into the gender of where these masculine and feminine energies should come from, but I'm assuming that she means a manly dad mm-hmm. and a feminine mom. And it's just when I hear
1: nuclear, I think of nineteen (laughs) fifties.
0: Well, that's where this comes from.
1: Like the I like what I can picture in my mind is those generic uh, male and female symbols on bathroom signs, Uh where the girl's in like a triangular dress, and the guy's just like uh, in no clothes, basically in in the figure, because it's so monochromatic and and this is what every female looks like mm-hmm. and this is what every male looks like mm-hmm. and that's what i picture when i hear nuclear family which already puts me off
0: Well, it is that 1950s kind of mindset of yep. like what the american dream used to be mm-hmm. right you get a good job buy a house white picket fence two and a half kids <laughs>
1: right well and that's what i meant to say this earlier a lot of this rhetoric that's that's being talked about in this argument totally supports the the MAGA mindset. Well, Make America Great yeah. Again, where it's like we're trying to go backwards in time. Very clearly, that's what this well, is. Well, I think
0: what it is is that America was great for the people who it was great for. Totally. And that's the thing. But,
1: but uh, see, and this again starts talking about her, but I mentioned in her, in her uh, past history that I explained that she was a victim of racist voicemails being left that were threatening her life. Right. So that is not going back to a time that was great for her ever. Does right. that make
0: sense? No, it does. It completely so, makes sense. But that's why... But for her mindset, it was great. So that's why that I agree. It I agree from my life experience and standpoint. I'm like, that's that would not be a great situation for no. me. But for her, whatever reason, she finds value in that. And we can't well, knock her Well, then give her that
1: 37 five hundred <laughs> to somebody else.
0: <laughs> we can't knock her for that. But with that said when she talks about the masculine feminine energy, what happens if the female is the one that has the masculine energy? I'm not saying masculine in the sense of my own viewpoint because I wouldn't see this as masculine energy, but the idea of what I'm assuming she's pushing is that you know, the breadwinner should be the dad. When, what happens if the woman is a breadwinner, she's the boss bitch. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I think of Rugrats, right? Angelica's mom. Oh yeah. Right? What Where was she, her mom's name? Daddy. I, I don't remember, but how she's always on the phone talking, yeah. doing business. And then the dad, <laughs> is. the dad was more of the, t- t- the caretaker and yeah. kind of like, quote unquote, the feminine energy, the more docile, the more at stay at home. And that could still exist. Yeah. What is wrong with being a stay-at-home dad and wanting to be the caretaker and more nurturing and mm-hmm. then the woman being more of that powerhouse boss-ass bitch? Yeah. I think both can exist. But again, with that said, what is wrong with two feminine energies in the household or two masculine energies in the household? Mm-hmm. As long as the household has good communication, you know, children come up with issues and they talk about in a healthy way. I don't understand why it has to be so...
1: Well, she talks about the yin and the yang of that, but... Why can't those masculine and feminine energies either ebb and flow between
0: the two, either representation
1: yeah. or just be expressed but in a way that is unconventional, right. where the dad would be the more feminine right. expression, right? And vice versa.
0: Because I know a lot of my current friends where the girl is the one that's more of the problem solver mm. and the man is more of the emotional case. Mm. And I don't say that in a derogatory way. You mean way. people our age, our age, yeah, yeah. where. The girl is, like, always a go-getter. They were renovating their house, and she was the one getting everything Mm. in order, getting on her hands and knees, redoing the floor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then her husband not necessarily knows how to do that, so he was, like, helping, but not that much. And he took on other roles that were deemed as, like, not as manly right like go getting the lunch for the two of them (laughs) but in opposite he's better with finances than she is Mm -hmm. so she he takes that masculine role of like the the one in charge and she's more like yeah do whatever you want babe yeah right and i think that's the ebb and flow that you're talking about where it's like it doesn't have to be rigid Mm -hmm. as much as as a man having to wear pants and a shirt right like the rigidness doesn't need to exist because it doesn't matter and it goes into the whole conversation i think we we would be stupid not to mention it but it's clear that this is what we're talking about is toxic masculinity right yeah. where It's just the same thing as toxic femininity, Mm -hmm. right? Where women should act a certain way. Women should be skinny. Women should wear makeup. Women should be pretty. And clearly, all these women who buy into that are by, you know, having eating disorders Mm -hmm. or always feeling like they're not good enough, not pretty enough. And it, like, really messes with your psyche. And on the opposite end, it's the same thing for masculinity, where I'm not good enough because I'm not strong. I'm not good enough because I can't provide for my family. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough because... I can't, I don't know, know what's going on in a football game. And yeah. then all of a sudden, all these insecurities come out and both end in disaster, right? Like eating disorders, suicide, all yeah. that stuff. And it's like, none of this needs to happen if you just say, shut the fuck up and I don't buy into that bullshit.
1: Yeah. When I think back to high school before I came out, I used to think about marrying my my girlfriend from high school. And I was always like, I don't, I don't think I can marry her because I didn't see myself living up to the the life that her dad was living. Right. Where I was like I don't know that I can provide a house for three kids and a wife. I don't know that I can build something the way that I see her dad building stuff right. or like right. drink beer the way her dad drinks beer, all which ties back to this materialistic outward appearance that we're we're talking about right now of I would never associate that lifestyle of man with a dress, but today is a day where somebody like Harry Styles can wear a dress for a magazine cover and then go about his daily life, Mm -hmm. either not wearing a dress again or deciding, you know what? That was fun. Let me do it again for another night. Like Mm -hmm. there's not this need where he's saying, once you wear a dress, you have to live this life of like, always wearing dresses and changing your wardrobe and changing the way that you live your life. He's just putting on a fucking piece of fabric Mm -hmm. for a photo shoot and, Vogue
2: simple things that interfere a day, a week the month I hear. We bring it up for a reason. Simply put the sins in season.
0: I'll go first because mine's really quick. The in season this week is a home renovation, I guess. I just painted the big guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. As you know, but I'm telling the listeners. And um, redecorating that room is fun because I have nothing else really going on and I love DIY projects. So I was looking at making a bed frame and staining it um, from scratch and then maybe some other shit. I don't know. I really don't know. I think I might do a slat wall. Obviously some plants up in that bitch. But like legitimately, I am so broke. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can't keep up. It's okay. Like for whatever reason, I don't care mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know we'll see. Mm. DIY great. is my in soon.
1: Love that Uh Mine this week is The Gift of Robin Shaw she's the comedian that has blown up this past week um, in the world of celebrityism because of a viral video that she is laughing hysterically at herself for in looking back at her goals for 2020 and She's going through drinking some wine and just, like, laughing her ass off being, like, I told myself to be more social and, like, not to cry so much and to make more money. And then the one that I think that most people are, like, connecting with in a very weird way is she starts laughing and prefaces with, like, this isn't funny, but she was, like, I wrote down that I wanted to spend more time with my grandma and she died. (laughs) And it's just, like, that is the epitome of what 2020 is for for everybody. But... She's a stand-up comedian based out of New York and since going viral with like a shit ton of celebrities, all these people are reaching out to her offering to send her free stuff. Like so, I showed you that one video where she's like, "My toilet seat is broken." And a company reached out and was like, "We'd love to send you a new toilet seat. Send us your address." <laughs> um and then Oprah magazine reached out to her and she's like dying over Oprah mentioning her. And they were like, hey, send us your address. And she goes, is Oprah coming to my house? Because I need at least two days to clean. Like, you know, she's going out of her mind. But she's like, but if it's just a magazine, I'll also be grateful. Um, But she's just been such a gift of gratitude where she said in that one video, I think we watched together. She goes, I know that things are like so hard right now, but things can also change so quickly as they have been for her. And she's like, this never would have happened if it weren't for all the darkness that came before this. Um, and I think that in the week of Thanksgiving, it's nice to have gratitude for, for sure. the good things that are still coming to fruition through all of this hard, hard time.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Facts. Mm. I like that. Yeah, She's funny. She is funny. But it's what's, what's funny is that like, we're all in it together, which is why it feels yeah. so. Yeah. Everybody can relate to this girl yeah.
1: that they don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> as always you guys thank you so much for listening to this week if you like this episode or any previous episode that you we have talked about throughout this entire journey the best gift you can give us is rate subscribe share like listen all of the above if you want to see what we're up to on social media you can follow us on instagram at fruits next pod and you can also email us at fruits next pod at gmail.com and as always thank you guys so much do you have anything to add
1: Go back and give those political episodes another go. They're so impassioned.
0: (laughs) Okay, on that note, goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we have two fruit facts where we fact-checked the episode, one being about men on the cover of Vogue, and it is true Harry Styles has become the first solo male cover star of Vogue in the magazine's 128 history for December 2020 issue, and that was according to Billboard.com. So men have appeared, but not solely, Sololi? Is that a word, Solely, Men have not appeared on solo covers. Well, we'll just stick with that. And then secondly, we questioned if women could be um, on the front line in the military. And as of December 3rd, 2015, this is according to NPR, President Obama is stated saying, one of the qualities that makes America's armed forces the best in the world is that we draw on the talents and skills of our people. When we desegregated our military, it became stronger. In recent years, we ended don't ask don't tell and allowed gay and gays and lesbian Americans to serve openly, and it's made our military stronger. Over recent decades, we've opened about 90% of military positions to women who time and time again have proved that they too are qualified, ready and up for the task. In the wars in Afghanistan, Iraq, our courageous women in uniform have served with honor on the front lines and some have been given have even given their lives. So today the def- Department of Defense is taking another historic step towards opening up the remaining 10% of military positions, including combat roles to women. So women can work on the front line. That's pretty much it for this week. And as always, thank you guys for listening. We'll, ch- we'll catch you next week on Fruits Next.